Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of Building on the Rock, produced by St. Peter's Lutheran Congregation of Fond du Lac, located at 1600 South Main Street. Our congregation has had the privilege of serving our community with the gospel of Jesus Christ since 1858. You are invited to worship with us every Sunday morning at 8 or 10.30 or every Thursday night at 6.30. St. Peter's serves Jesus' little lambs with a preschool through 8th grade Lutheran elementary school and supports Winnebago Lutheran Academy. We invite you to take advantage of the many opportunities that St. Peter's provides to help you build your life on the rock-solid foundation of Jesus and his word. For more information, call us at 922-1160 or visit us at stpetersfdl.net. May God bless you as together we continue building on the rock. Good evening and welcome to God's house on this festival of the transfiguration of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Transfiguration marks the end of the season of Epiphany, the season of light, and launches us into the season of Lent. We see tonight how the Lord calls us to the mount, call those first three disciples to the mount, to simply see and hear the glory of God. Page 172, please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Holy God, gracious Father, I am sinful by nature and have sinned against you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved others as I should. I deserve your punishment both now and forever. But Jesus, my Savior, paid for my sins with his innocent suffering and death. Trusting in him, I pray. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Gracious Father in heaven has been merciful to us. He sent his only son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life as the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ, and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please turn to page 178. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, in the glorious transfiguration of your only begotten Son, you confirmed the mysteries of the faith by the testimony of Moses and Elijah. And in the voice that came from the bright cloud, you foreshadowed our adoption as your sons. In your mercy, make us co-heirs of glory with Jesus, our King, and bring us at last to heaven through you, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. 
On Mount Sinai, Moses saw the glory of the Lord as a terrifying fire. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses saw the glory of the Lord as the Savior who takes our fear away. Exodus chapter 24. Then Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and the 70 of the elders of Israel went up. They saw the God of Israel. Under his feet, they saw what looked like a pavement of sapphire as clear as the sky. The Lord did not lay his hand on the dignitaries of the people of the Israel. They gazed at God, and they ate and drank. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain. Wait there, and I will give you the stone tablets with the law and the commands that I have written, so that you can teach them. Moses set out with his assistant Joshua and went up onto the mountain of God. He said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come back to you. Look, here are Aaron and Hur. They will be with you. Whoever is involved in a dispute can go to them. Moses went up onto the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered the mountain for six days. On the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses out of the middle of the cloud. The appearance of the glory of the Lord looked like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered into the middle of the cloud and climbed up the mountain. Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. St. Peter testifies to the reliability of the Christian faith. Peter was an eyewitness to the majesty and glory of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. 2 Peter chapter 1. To be sure, we were not following cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the powerful appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty, for he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from within the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We heard this voice, which came out of heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. We also have the completely reliable prophetic word. You do well to pay attention to it, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Since we know this above all else, no prophecy of Scripture comes about from someone's own interpretation. In fact, no prophecy ever came by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were being carried along by the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The account of the transfiguration of our Lord, the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 17. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and he led them up onto a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured in front of them. His face was shining like the sun. His clothing became as white as the light. Just then, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you want, I will make three shelters here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. Just then a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down and were terrified. Jesus approached, and as he touched them, he said, Get up and do not be afraid. When they opened their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Do not tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man 
has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. After six days, or six days later, is how the account of the Transfiguration begins. But of course, after what? And the answer is on the wall over there. Matthew chapter 16 is the confession, the good confession of St. Peter. And so Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? Elijah maybe, Moses, or some prophet? But then he asked them, <coughs> who do you say I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And then about a week later, six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up by themselves to this mount where he has transfigured. And still the key question is, who is Jesus? Who do you say I am? By faith, Peter had given that wonderful answer by just telling the truth. This is the Son of the living God, of the Eternal Father, and the Holy Spirit, yet one God. Yet, while Jesus asked Peter to give that answer six days earlier, on the Mount of Transfiguration, he just wanted Peter, James, and John to see and to hear. He does not ask Peter to say anything. But when confronted by great beauty or great terror, our impulse typically as human beings is to try to say something. I think it's usually we feel that we can speak and sort of take control of the situation. We have a sense of the power of language and that if we can just put something into words, a great situation of either beauty or terror can be more modulated. Peter, very piously, says the most pious things he can think of to say, right? I will build shelters here for you guys, Jesus, Moses, Elijah, so we can stay here. Very pious, very devout. But Jesus did not ask him to speak. Peter, James, and John were there to be eyewitnesses. By the witness of two or three witnesses, the truth can be verified and testified to. <coughs> me. And so I think it's notable that when Peter is speaking in this both beautiful and terrifying situation, it was kind of both, God interrupts him. and politely tells him to be quiet, to be still, and to know that he is God, and to listen to the testimony of the Father, which is a testimony to listen to the Son. When we're confronted by situations that involve the future, like we will be tonight in our call meeting, 
as we contemplate the future of Fond du Lac or of St. Peter's or of our synod or of our family, it's an uncertain future. Even the things that we're pretty sure are going to happen, there's no guarantees. And so that can be both kind of beautiful in a way because it says, wow, look at all these possibilities. But at the same time, that same person can also think rightly, oh, think of all the possibilities. That beauty and terror of the future. Well, we see that on the Mount of Transfiguration, both the terror, they were frightened, and also the transfixing beauty and glory that goes beyond words. I mean, what's whiter than the sun? What's brighter than light? I don't know. Jesus is, though. And so as we apply what happened to Peter, James, and John to our lives and to our lives tonight, let us also learn to be still and to listen to him, the beloved Son of God, Jesus Christ. It's tempting that when we're confronted by a difficult situation, a loss of a spouse or of health, moving of a child far away from home, an estrangement from a really good friend, whatever it might be, that can both be maybe a relief, but usually kind of scary, that we want to turn the gospel into a platitude. We want to turn Jesus into a Band-Aid. And we just kind of resort to saying slogans. And sometimes that's all we can get out, and that's okay. But at the same time, where we want to focus on the glory of Jesus, just like Peter did, he didn't want the glory to end, did he? We too can, well, rather want to skip ahead over Good Friday and right to Easter. We're entering into the season of Lent. It's coming Ash Wednesday, coming Wednesday, and... There will be more people at Easter than on Good Friday, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. They're both so vitally important, and they're the twofold event that saved our lives. But let's not take our eyes off of the cross. As we comfort people who are hurting and in pain, first of all, ourselves, as we face an uncertain future, moving ahead with the Lord and Him alone, never take your eyes off the suffering that He underwent and that He calls you to follow, the crosses that He calls you to bear, the self-denial that isn't some gimmick for 40 days, but every day of our lives, to place the love and best interests of others ahead of ourselves. And sometimes, yeah, just to be there and to be quiet under the cross of Christ, soaking in his glorious word, the word that promises that this is his beloved son, and he loves you. He is the one who is going to make everything all right. That's why, dear friends, tonight, or any other time, we 
do not need to be afraid. In the name of Jesus, amen. We begin with a prayer to bless our call meeting tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus, providing the gift of ministers to your church. Give our voters a rich measure of your Holy Spirit as they consider candidates and extend divine calls for our next pastor and teachers and principal. Instill in us the confidence that as you promise and in your time, you will bless us with a called servant and really called servants of the word to bring us and our children the good news of what you have done to forgive our sins and give us eternal life. Lord God, you are worthy to receive thanks and praise from all people. You created the world and all who live in it. And in your mercy, you saved us. We give thanks to you for the grace of your son, Jesus Christ. Though in very nature God, he took the nature of a servant and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. He offered himself as a sacrifice for sin and redeemed us from its curse and penalty. He rescued us from the terrors of death and restored eternal life with you. He conquered our enemies and gained for us the kingdom of grace and glory. Bless us as we receive your son's body and blood and lead us to remember his suffering, death, and resurrection. Forgive our sins and fill us with the hope of new life in heaven. Hear our praise and receive our thanks as we worship you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Jesus, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us and grant us your peace. Amen. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Whenever we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the foretaste of the heavenly banquet you have given us in this sacrament. Through this gift, you have fed our faith, nourished our hope, and strengthened our love by your spirit. Help us to live as your holy people until that day when you will, you will receive us as your guests at the wedding supper of the Lamb, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please be seated. We sing hymn 389.
Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Building on the Rock, produced by St. Peter's Lutheran Congregation of Fond du Lac, serving our community with the gospel of Jesus Christ since 1858. You are invited to worship with us every Sunday morning at 8 or 10.30, or every Thursday night at 6.30. Our address is 1600 South Main Street. St. Peter's serves Jesus' little lambs with a preschool through 8th grade Lutheran Elementary School and supports Winnebago Lutheran Academy. We invite you to take advantage of the many opportunities that St. Peter's provides to help you build your life on the rock-solid foundation of Jesus and his word. For more information, call us at 922-1160 or visit us at stpetersfdl.net. We'll be back next week with another edition of Building on the Rock. Until then, God be with you.